0: On May 25th, 2020, uh, George Floyd was murdered in in Minneapolis, Minnesota, by uh, a callous coward of a racist of a cop. Uh, He's now serving his sentence in prison, uh, but that does not erase the crime. Uh, It galvanized the community. It shook a lot of people to their core and it it made a lot of people say, what can we do to ensure this doesn't happen again? Well, Wes Hall, the uh, great dragon on dragons den, uh, decided he was going to do something about it and he helped found the Black North Initiative, which challenged corporate Canada to live up to the promise that everyone in Canada should, uh, should be allowed to live to their fullest expression and challenge them to start looking at hiring in different ways, at supporting in different ways. And that, uh, and, uh, and opening doors to different communities for whom those doors had previously been shut. This is a big, bold initiative, and it requires a bold visionary to lead it. And we are speaking now with the executive director of that initiative, the Black North Initiative, Dahabo Ahmed Omer. Dahabo, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Ben. Good morning. It's so, so we've known each other for a few years, and the last time we spoke was at an event celebrating West Hall as a nation builder. And um, uh, now that we are in a Black History Month, I'd love to talk to you about how you got associated with the Black North Initiative. And now, so many years later, how you feel things are going.
1: Well, Ben, you know, when it started in 2020, I remember... Um, you know, we were isolated in our homes, and there was a level of despair that we felt in various ways for various reasons. And I remember hearing about the Black North Initiative and this organization that was coming together really quickly in light of powerful leaders just wanting to be part of the solution. And it gave me hope. You know, it, it ignited something in me that said... I can do something. Even though the world is burning, I could probably put out a few fires here through the Black North. And so I applied for the role, uh, never knowing for sure that I was going to get it. But, you know, sometimes you believe in the unseen and it happens. And so I applied for the role, got it. And we've been working diligently for the past three and a half years to change the ways that Black Canadians are seeing the way that they are treated, the way that they come into the workforce, um, their sense of belonging, opportunities for economic growth and generational wealth. I mean, we've just been pounding the pavement around this. And it's been wonderful because people get it and people want to make that change. And I think that's the part that at least keeps me going and keeps our team going. This this idea that we're changing the future right now.
0: At the beginning of this show, I started by talking about how sometimes um, – Politicians like the headline, but not the work required to achieve what is stated in the headline. And I think we can more broadly say that sometimes um, a headline that is important on, say, May 25th, 2020, becomes less important years later because there are other things that take over our lives. How do you? And you just talked about uh, the the, po- the positive feelings that you've got, but have have you felt that perhaps people's eyes have been taken off the ball? Is it hard to keep people uh, people's attention on this matter as other issues come up and take over their lives?
1: It is. It's a constant challenge, right? I mean, what we're talking about is is not just changing the mindset of people, but it's really changing the way that our systems function. And that alone is difficult work and it takes a lot of tireless energies to come together and we have faced some of those challenges over the years of trying to keep this top of mind for people saying look, we don't need another George Floyd. We've never needed a George Floyd. But it is the thing that pushed us forward and so how do we honour that work? How do we honour that feeling that we had two, three years ago of I'm going to do something about this, right? How do we reignite that that intent and that awakening that we had in that moment? And most times it works. Most times it requires us to just, um, you know, s- centre ourselves in, in what that meant and, and, and what we can do, right? I think a lot of times people feel powerless and a lot of times people don't feel like, they can do something, and the work that we 've been doing is giving people options, giving people solutions to be part of that solution and a lot of times they they want to right? the willingness is there. I think the challenge may be the how and keeping up that momentum of putting in that consistent energy, but it, we never thought it would be easy. Why would it be easy? Racism has been part of our communities and society for hundreds of years. It would be impossible for us to think that it was going to be easy or that it was going to be done in a year or two. And so it, it does require concerted effort. And our group at Black North, through our board, through our team, our volunteers, our, our donors, our stakeholders, are all doing this together. And I think that's the part that makes this different. There's a collective approach. Anytime that, you know, people have thought that this could be done Uh, in silo or by themselves, it has failed uh, miserably. And that's because it's a problem that should concern everyone, right? And so it works because everyone is putting in an effort. It will only fail if people start to think, yeah, this is not my problem anymore. This is not, I I don't care about this anymore. And I think that that would be a a grave failure in our humanity if that ever happened. But I'm very hopeful, uh, even to the challenges, because I think it just... It allows us to, to to see each other right and yeah. and that part for me is probably the one that says to myself in 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 the coming days and weeks and months and years, as long as we can we can get the right people on board, like minded who care, um, then this will get done i think I think that's the part that at least allows us to continue
0: forward Dahabo, there's there's that famous expression if you want to go quickly, go alone, but if you want to go far, you go together. It, yeah. The Black North Initiative seems to be the exception to that rule that it we're going quickly and far together. And uh, how, were you surprised with how quickly Black North came together and how quickly uh, a great number of massive companies, influential companies in Canada, um, signed on to the Black North Initiative pledge? I mean, I remember reading a full-page ad in a newspaper. It felt like just months after I'd even heard about BNI. And I saw the, the, the names of some of the most um, iconic and important institutions in Canada having signed on.
1: Well, look, Ben, I think, you know, you know what that tells you? That tells you the the, um, the power of people, right? A lot of times we actually undermine that and we undervalue that. But these individuals who are in, like you said, the most powerful institutions in our country, um, all they need needed to do and and say is, uh, yes, I'm in. That's
0: all it took. Yeah, but there's but but how about this? Yes, I'm in, and then the, that that's then the entry point to the hard work that then that has to happen. And I I, I guess I'm I, I'm just surprised that I'm, I'm not surprised so many of them signed on. That's the easy part, but then it's the transition and pivoting those companies and the cultures within those companies to live up to the promise that they've made. And I, I I'm I I. I'm just wondering, as somebody who's been in this world for a long time, uh, were you surprised by that? And were, and and have you been emboldened by the the, the decisions they've made? Um, have you been impressed by the speed at which they're working? I mean, I'm not looking to blow smoke up corporate Canada's skirt. I'm just I'm just trying to get an authentic take as to what is that exactly is going on.
1: No, you you know what, Ben? If we just look at history. And every movement that's ever happened in our history, it's always required a group of concerted people who um, had the power of their knowledge, the power of their words, the power of who they are, coming together and saying, we're going to do this together. And then, because it's all about leadership, and I say this all the time, the reason why B&I was designed this way, and it was designed through a CEO pledge, is that we put the accountability and responsibility on whoever the head of that company was, Mm. or the head of that organization was. Because that's the person that's accountable for the entirety of the way that they function. They then decided, look, we are going to do this. We're going to be responsible for it. But we need to dedicate a team to do this. And it was quickly understood it's not just the CEOs responsibility. Yes, the buck stops with them. And that's the part of this work, I think, that people tend to miss the accountability piece. So mm. it surprised me in a way that I've never seen corporate Canada come together in this fashion this quickly in this large number. Never. That's not, I've never seen that. But what I was not surprised by is that when that did happen, the change that would happen after yeah. as soon as those commitments were made and as soon as people came together and understood the problem and said, I am now part of I've led I've I've allowed this problem to get to where it was. I'm accountable for this as well. Even if it's an indirect accountability, they understood that And the moment that happened, everything that followed for me was never a surprise. I think that's the part that, that always come that I always come back to. It took people to come together who are who are using their power for good, who are using their privilege for good, who are saying I cannot be in this role and not do good with it. I cannot do that. And I think uh, Black North has been able to leverage that, right? That we have access to some of the most high profile companies out there, not because um, not because they just thought, oh, you know, this is great, this looks nice. But also because they understood very quickly in that year that they needed to do something very quickly. We were we were dealing with COVID nineteen, which was incredibly detrimental to so many different lives, and the rise of racial tensions and the global protests. The collide in those two things, I think, ignited this beautiful storm of we need to change the way that our world functions because. Our People are dying for various reasons, and we 're watching it happen. so I think people took a very personal uh, commitment above and beyond the organizational commitment and then and then it just started to work and it was beautiful to see like I, I I bear witness to that the moment I became CEO like for me it was I saw it happen day in and day out where CEOs and companies were signing on. But then calling and saying okay what's next what do we do what program can we initiate how can we support communities look at my recruitment processes am i getting the right talent where do i get talent so questions important questions that maybe were not asked in a very uh, intimate and genuine and responsible way we're being asked now so the conversation started and it led to action and now we're in a space where we're saying we need to sustain this we don't need
0: another george Floyd. Hmm. We've been talking with Dahabo Ahmed-Omer, the executive director of the Black North Initiative. Dahabo, thank you for sticking around. I wanted to continue this conversation. I'm glad we can.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ben.
0: Um, you know, we were talking about the genesis of the Black North Initiative, and it was the um, this, that seminal moment that galvanized so many people was the murder of George Floyd. And, you know, I don't care where the genesis comes from. Uh, I'm glad that this uh, organization, the organization exists. I am glad that it is pursuing the goals it pursues. But what do you say to those who say, look, Canada has its own complicated history with race. It, it has its own racial reckoning to deal with. But this didn't happen here. George Floyd was murdered in America. George Floyd um, and the, the 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 black experience in the United States, while it shares some parallels with Canada, has its own path that it's been on, and we shouldn't be responsible for the ills of another country. Look,
1: um, I go with data. You know, my my biggest thing Ben is when I hear um, you know language like that or 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 positions of that nature. I will, I will tell people that, unfortunately, 83% of Black Canadians say that they're treated unfairly at work. I will say that 39% of Black people, unfortunately, do not have um, mechanisms that are put in place that uh, allow them to have promotional opportunities that are free of bias. I will say that university-educated Black Canadians earn, on average, 80 cents for every dollar. They have 20 le- 20% less earning power. I would tell them that, unfortunately, in this country, right here... Black people are three times more likely to have a higher rate of diabetes and 60% higher rates of psychosis because of the mental health issues. There are 29% of Black women in this country who do not have a family doctor. And you, you know, as I was listening to the commercial break, I'm hearing the challenges that our healthcare system is facing. And when we speak about just justice and access to justice, um, unfortunately, right now, even though like just in Toronto, where most of Black people in Canada live in, we represent 9% of the population here, but 70% of civilian deaths that involve police shootings are black people. Black people right now in Toronto are 20 times more likely to be shot dead by police than a white, than a white person. So don't tell me the problem is not here. It is here. It absolutely is here.
0: Oh, no, I, I'm not suggesting it's not I, I, you know, at all.
1: If anyone ever said that, and said, yeah. look, you know, this is not something that Canada faces. And I know, you know, we have this, I, we have this way of um, seeing Canada as a country that is better than most. And it is. Mm. I will never say that it isn't. I, I came here with that promise. We immigrated here, my family and I, with that promise. Um, but we also have to be really, really uh, honest with yeah. ourselves that we have issues. But we can deal with them. We can make our country better. absolutely
0: can and and in the first part of our chat i was struck with the optimism in your voice but i wonder uh let's let's assume that this initial phase of the black north initiatives uh goals gets achieved uh as it relates to the uh the ceo pledge what's the next hill that we as a nation have to climb as we try to bring people together
1: look ben i think that there are um there are challenges internally that we have to work towards, right? Like the deep-rooted systemic issues that ensure that our institutions work differently. There's building awareness. There's you know building opportunities and and things that access to opportunities for our Black communities. All of those things are very key to to this moving forward in a place where we can be really proud of the work. But the next thing is how do we invest in our communities? There are communities right here in our country who are greatly suffering. How do we create programs and opportunities for them locally so that they can thrive, so that they can graduate from high school, so they can go get training and learning, so they can catch up? We, unfortunately, as a black community, have have been left behind. So a lot of times right now we've been working very much on the internal but how do we work on the external? how do we empower and support and 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 ensure that our communities are thriving and have a level playing field that's the biggest challenge for us now. How do we get people to look at these communities and say, "How can I help here? What can I do that allows our families to 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 thrive and that's that's a very very difficult question and 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 i and the, the optimism that you're hearing ben i I have to be optimistic mm. you know it's it's i it's the other the, the, the side of me that always says, there is no other choice here. In order for, for us to resist the resistance, right, because mm-hmm. there is resistance to change. Yeah. There are individuals and institutions who don't want to do this for various reasons, and they, that causes barriers to progress. So we, um, you know, the, 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 the change makers, Those and I, and I call us that because that's exactly who we are, right? We're pioneers in this work. We have to resist the resistance. It's the only way that we're going to keep going. So I will always be optimistic. It has to be a multifaceted approach. But the, the biggest part to this is how do we lead this work with a lot of humility and grace? Because I think this is what humanity needs now more than ever, that we have to at least be um, responsible for one another. How do I get people to understand that, um, you know, you should care about me because I care about you, right? So I resist that through optimism and humility and grace. Uh, because I think that's what the world needs. And I think that's how we've been able to make the changes that we have. We don't force people into things. We don't pressure them. We don't shame them. There's no cancel culture. That doesn't exist within Black North. Black North is really a unity of people saying, I'm going to help you and you're going to help me. And I think that's the way that it actually has been working.
0: Has there been interest, Dahabo? has there been interest, Dehabo, in, um from organizations from outside of Canada who are trying to achieve the goals of Black North to emulate the structure of black north
1: absolutely 30 percent of our signatories are actually uh from the u.s and and that is enlightening and that did surprise me i have to be honest about that because i think they're finding uh, our blueprint really interesting and they're finding the way that we are doing this work as a way that they could replicate and that's that's a, a huge part of what we're trying to do is tell people look We're three and a half years old, we're a very young organization. And you would never know that if you just look at Black North outcomes and you would never know that. Literally, it is three and a half years, right? So, but people have learned so much, we've learned so much, and this is, I think the part that makes us really special is we're sharing. We're sharing. There's no gatekeeping here. Here's how we develop programs. Here's how we build partnerships. Here's how we do donor uh, stewardship. You can do this as well, and we can do it with you, and we can help you. And so that, I think, has helped a lot of other organizations and companies who uh, are outside of Canada to to learn about us. Even Harvard Business Review has done a course on how Black North was created and how it galvanized the corporate community to a social cause, and that was an incredible opportunity for us to be able to showcase how this has been done. And so it—I don't know—I'm excited. You hear the excitement yeah. in me. and That will never go away because I. I see I see the wins you know I see them daily and 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 I'm proud of everyone who's involved in this including you for having me on today. <laughs> well
0: I I thank you I I was really excited to to bring you on I'm so glad and and I hope by the way this opens the door to many more conversations not just during Black History Month but at times where where we definitely need to have the perspective of people like you um to help us uh understand uh things that are going on in our city. Um the way you've described Ahabo Black North reminds me in a lot of ways of the characteristics that I associate with Wes Hall. Uh, how much of him is imbued into the DNA of Black North?
1: Look, Wes is um, a a powerful force, right? He is someone who's had a very difficult upbringing, but who utilized all of those tribulations and trials into incredible outcomes and support for communities. Like, I mean, he takes all that energy and says, what am I going to do next with this for other people? And I think Black North is a testament of that. When he founded the organization, it was a personal calling. You know, Mm -hmm. he put out this, this golden mail article and it was titled, you know, I am George Floyd and we are George Floyd. And so the, 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 the the DNA of the organization from, from, from uh, West will always be there because, it was this personal intention that led to this, right? It was someone who said, we, we're going to do this. And then it happened. And it was, a, it was, it was almost immediate. Right. So um, I think he, he is someone that speaks uh, <laughs> everything that he does is very much uh, in, in, in the hopes of helping our communities forward. And he does it in such a way that is extremely dedicated and obvious, right? Like we need to be obvious about this. work mm-hmm. When you see West, you see the Black movement, and I think that's the part that I think Black North also continues to do. When you see us, we're working towards bettering the lives of Black Canadians every day, and you know, in anything and everything that we do. And so, um, yeah, he's a he's a founding, he's a founding partner, he's a founding member. He, he will always be a part of this, no matter. What. And I always tell him that I'm like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> He laughs he's like "Well i can't always be here." I'm like, "No, no you, yeah. your intent and your heart in the way that you put this together will always be um the the, the 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 thing that leads this right the thing that people can see you know and so um very proud of that very very uh blessed that, that we met a couple of years back and uh we've been partners in crime since <laughs> <laughs> since
0: the, since the beginning, since the jump the <laughs> Ah, uh, thank you so much for being here for this important conversation. I, I just want to end on letting our listeners know that from what I've learned, the point of Black history Month is is to teach people things that they might not know. And that knowledge is is a unifying factor that 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 highlighting that somebody might have a uh, a different history in and of itself does not separate us. That knowledge that somebody has had a different history. It allows us to understand each other better. And that is what brings people together. And I hope that's what people will take away from this conversation.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so, so much, Ben. I
0: appreciate this. All the best to you. I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. It is 8.17. Coming up at 9 a.m. today, we're going to be chatting about an annual black pitch contest, which is offering a $25,000 prize to support black entrepreneurs. But next here on Toronto this weekend, we are learning more about a true GTA staple. Stick around.